Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Chris Charling. A few miscellaneous, as I like to say, uh, topics this week. Uh, you know, things that have been on our minds and things that Chris and I want to get off our chests. Uh, and, and Chris is going to start because he came to me the other day and said, we didn't get any topic suggestions from our <laughs> listeners this week. What should we do now? I, I like that you left out the part that I came to you in tears <laughs> with, with that. Um, so, you know, we, we thought, you know, Part of one of the things that people like about the podcast is that it's fun. So we're not really going to talk about anything useful this episode. We're just going to give you some... some... Well, let's not go that far. Okay. We, well, I mean, we, we why start now? Yeah, right. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every once in a while when you're in a session, you know, if, if it's going well, you, you find that you've got downtime to talk. And I was doing a piece of copy with somebody the other day, and it was a historical piece. Mm-hmm about the Revolutionary War, and it included a quote from Nathan Hale saying, I regret that I only have but one life to give to my country. Right. And he jokingly did it with a British accent. And mm. I was like, well, I wonder if that would be correct, because at that time, like, when did that actually happen? So, sure. um, as I have, as the internet has ways of doing, I fell down the rabbit hole of, of trying to figure <laughs> this out. And it was the 1700s, obviously, that he must have said that, right? It was the Revolutionary or, sure. or, or not uh, yeah, the Revolu no, the yeah, the Revolutionary yeah. War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that would have been okay. the seven Wow, I'm yeah. I'm as smart as you are. Yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, seventeen seventy six independence. So yeah. When he said that. And you were wondering if like the, he would have had a British accent, right? Right, which is kind of feasible, you yeah. know, possible to, to believe. So I looked it up sure. on uh, there was an article on mental floss. I would definitely okay. recommend looking at it. Mm -hmm. But uh, they say English colonists established their first permanent settlement in the New World at Jamestown, Virginia in sixteen oh seven, sounding very much like their countrymen back home. Which makes Makes sense, obviously. However, the first audio recording of a human voice was made in 1860. Ooh. So we don't know. There's this silent gap of some 300 years. So uh, the answer is nobody really knows, actually. Um, when it disappeared. When it disappeared. They, but they, they have some ideas, according to this article. Yeah, they said across the, the, the pond, many former colonists us uh, also adopted what's called uh, imitated received pronunciation, which is the British accent, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, to show off their status. So it was a, you know... A, We'll say snobbery thing. So sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, this happened especially in the port cities that still had close trading ties with England, Boston, Richmond, Charleston, and Savannah. Uh, from the southeastern coast, the RP sound spread through much of the South, along with plantation culture and wealth. So when you're watching, you know, one of those, and there have been two or three movies in the last few years that take place during the days of slavery. Mm -hmm. Some of the southern plantation owners did have that erudite sound, right? You right. Know, the ones that researched this and realized it, yeah. and it was because they were imitating or trying to sound more regal than they you know, actually were. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. So, so it's something that kind of faded with time, but sure. I think it also uh, created that pan-Atlantic accent, which is like, you know, when you watch movies from the 30s, 40s, 50s, they have this sort of way of speaking that's not quickly, you know, like... I, I think of Ronald Coleman. I, I don't know if you know that, that name, but he was an nope. actor, and, and that seems to be the way he spoke. Yeah, there's like know, this like yeah. pseudo-British thing, yeah, so yeah, uh, the answer is nobody really knows. No. So and, it, and it may come back in. if Chris and I have anything uh, to say about it. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what I know about the British accent when it comes to voice acting. Um, producers seem to love it. I mean, how many times yeah. do you hear spots on uh, radio and see on TV where they're either a British or an Australian accent, and, and it seems yeah. that Americans love it those just, foreign accents. Yeah, we're not used to it. They sound smarter than us. They yeah. sound classy. Yeah, exactly. Um, consequently, one of my favorite things to do, if, if you are living in the U.S. and you do have a British accent or an Australian accent, 
put a piece on your demo where you're doing an American accent. There you go. Because not because there's anything wrong with it, but because I find it funny. I find it really funny, (laughs) right? Remember, just the opposite of what uh, when we do it. We do it sounds probably funny to them, but like you know, on on uh, you're a huge Beatles fan, right? On the anthology, there's that one part where Paul McCartney is like counting in a song, and he's like, "All right, boys," you know, and it's (laughs) it's really you can tell he's trying to do it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I think it's it's interesting because especially if you're living here, you're going to be very inundated with the the American English Mm -hmm. sound. So Mm -hmm. um, something to try, and I've had a couple students do it, and it's it's a really interesting thing because a lot of them can drop it really easily. So it winds up making a, d- a double-edged sword for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my wife and I are constantly astounded when we see one of our favorite actors from a, a favorite TV show of ours on a talk show, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we realize oh my God. Yeah. He's, he's British, or, yeah. oh, gosh, he's from Australia. Yeah. You know, these it's amazing. Like Hugh Laurie from House. I remember yeah, right. the first time, like, how does and he, he would stay in character on the set, too. Sure, is, sure, yeah, which a lot of folks have to do when you're acting like that, sure. In another, almost another, not another language, but <laughs> well, they yeah. talk British. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing happened to me this week that I thought I'd bring up, and this is something that uh, I guess is kind of getting it off off my chest, but it's, it hopefully will help you a little bit in working with um, uh, producers and working with folks. I'm doing a, a job for a company out of Canada, um, and it's a, an insurance company, and it's a, a webinar series where I narrate, you know, obviously what's going on on the screen and the different slides they're showing. And uh, I'm doing it by myself in the studio and, of course, sending off the finished product to the uh, to the folks that are the go-between, if you will, between the insurance company and me, the guys that gave me the job, mm-hmm. that hired me. Anyway, um, I got a few uh, slides back, as often happens, where I've made a, a minor error that I have to correct, even though I've you? gone back and listened and thought I caught everything. <laughs> yeah. And plus, they have made changes occasionally uh, to the script. Sometimes you don't know how the script really sounds until you really hear it. Right. Okay, I know that sounds weird, but I mean, you can read it on the page, but until you hear somebody say the word, you don't know how it's coming across. Well, it's like if you're writing something conversational and you wrote, you know, you have, and then you hear the voice actor do it and you're like, eh, let's change that to let's you. to you, exactly. Yeah. Things like that. Yep. So I've, I've made some corrections and some changes. And one that I got back had, uh, that I had changed when I read it because it was an incorrect uh, grammar, mm-hmm. um, came back with the word emphasize. They wanted me to do it incorrectly. So somebody somewhere doesn't realize that it's not good grammar the way it's written. Let me let me read you the line, okay? Mm-hmm. Without giving anything away, I changed the name of this package. But uh, the only times that our special commitment package doesn't apply is, and that's they, they actually Ugh. bolded is. They, ah. you know, and they don't realize that is refers to times. Sing, yeah. you know, so if, if it's plural, if, if times is plural, then it has to be are, are which mm-hmm. is the way I read it. So yeah. they send it back with is bolded. Mm-hmm. And they want me to do it that way. So I send it back the second time saying, the only time that our special commitment package <laughs> doesn't apply is. Yeah. So I did the is, but I changed times to singular. Yeah. So uh, I had to, and here's what I did. And this is the smart thing to do. Now they have have it both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, they can use either one. But what I also did was I wrote to the folks that hired me. Okay, this is a, you know the in between, if you will. And I said, by the way, if they have a question about why I did that, here's the reason. Uh, yeah, it's really good to if if you find yourself in this situation to include an explanation as to why. Um, what's funny is I was looking at this. I was looking at the outline. 
And I was like, why would we ever have it? I thought it said, I just glanced at it really quickly and thought it said problems with Kelsey grammar instead of copy grammar. <laughs> no, no. You know, wishful thinking. Copy, um, copy grammar. Yeah. That's his brother. Uh, and, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the way that I usually handle something like this is if there's an uncertainty with it, I'm going to record a couple versions of that yeah, line. Smart. And, and, you know, make sure you're open and communicative with the folks and say, you know, here's why we did this. Uh, grammatically, this seems incorrect to me. So I wanted to make sure that you guys are covered no matter what. And, and, you know, a lot of times with pronunciation, sure, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's an issue as, as well. Yeah, I got one back where I had uh, pronounced the name of a town and I wasn't exactly sure on how it was pronounced. Mm-hmm. And I got one of those had to be redone. And so I'm going through it, listening to it as I'm following the, the new copy they sent me. Oh, Lake, Lake Orion. Uh, oh, well, there's that one. <laughs> that's something we have to talk <laughs> about later. Um, but what, what came, uh, what I thought was they were going to tell me that I mispronounced the name of the town. Turns out that was correct. It was something. Else, I wanted to change in the copy, uh-huh. so I, I guessed right. I had a 50 50 chance probably on how to pronounce the town, nice. and I, I guessed on the right side. Woo-hoo. So, you know, those things will happen when you're working now. It, it's easier, obviously, when the producer is in the next room from you and knows and knows what you're doing and what how it should be pronounced and yeah. what should be done. Sometimes the writer is even there, depending on the um, you know the project you're working on, and they would look at it and go, Oh, that is incorrect grammar. Right. So, we'll see if somebody up in Canada figures out that that was incorrect grammar and uh, if I have any more work to do for this company. <laughs> no, I, I, again, tried to be as nice as you I could. Gotta, yeah, you just be courteous with it. Exactly. It is tough when you're like, I know this is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. the, the way to handle it is to say, hey, I, I think... I'm not, you know, try and broach the subject politely. I, th- I think there might be an, an error with the grammar here, you know. Right. People make mistakes. It's fine. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Now, I have to come clean here. Uh, you know, when Chris came crying to me that nobody had asked us any questions for the podcast this week, that's not really true. I just didn't tell you that we'd had a couple of you know, oh. folks that, oh, that I see. we talked with this week that did have a couple of, you know, questions that... I am now, we're going to now address if that's okay with you. <laughs> yes. All right. So one of them, and we've discussed this before on the podcast, but we'll, we'll throw it out there very quickly. Um, when you're first starting out in the business, a lot of folks think, well, it's a new business, so I probably should register this somewhere, right? Right. Either as an LLC, limited liability company, or a DBA doing business as, or, you know, and so we get this question now and again, you know, how should I register or should I register, uh, you know, my voice acting business? And you know what? I've never done that in the 46 years that I've been you know, in voice acting. Yeah. It's really not terribly necessary now. Having said that, I'm not uh, you know, a business expert. I'm not a uh, you know, tax expert. I leave that up to those guys, and I do have some of those folks that I uh, obviously go to occasionally. Mm-hmm. But you'll find that as long as you're reporting the income somewhere you know, on, on your tax form, and again, consult a professional on this, uh, you don't really have to register as a business. Yeah, the, the big argument against this that I've always heard is it's going to cost you money. And in the long run, usually when you're registering an LLC or a DBA, it's to protect yourself from being sued for, for something that your business... For, for saying is instead of are. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean, right. Really, I mean, think about it. Is somebody really going to come after you for something you well, yeah, mispronounced? It's, it's not, or, ah, you your know. voiceover fell on my back and broke my spine. <laughs> like That doesn't really happen. In our, exactly. In our field. Yeah. As far as I know. I mean, I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> you know, I was assaulted by the sound waves. They turned it up so loud. I don't know. I had a car accident while I was listening to you i'm going to sue you you took my mind off let's not give people ideas yeah well that's true too yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you know you can go easy on that but again 
as with everything in life, consult a professional that you know mm-hmm. that uh, you trust that uh, might have the answer for that for you. Yeah. And and that's not to say as your business grows that you don't you know get into something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there may be some tax benefits or some other benefits to doing that. So uh, yeah. we'll we'll leave that up to you to address. But that's how we feel about it here. Yeah, I've never done it either. I do. Okay, so, good. Yeah. Um, has anybody ever asked you about um, – uh, have you ever had to sign a contract for anything, any work that you've done? Oh, yeah? Yes, yeah. You mean voiceover work? Yeah, or? yeah. No. No, no never uh, any voiceover work. No. Okay, interesting. No. I remember yeah. doing one once, uh, and it was because they were working on a new video game, and they didn't want people to know they were working on this this new video game. Oh, yeah. That, and they well, asked me to, I, to I was really release. taking the non-disclosure seriously there and not disclosing anything. But yeah. Yes, I, <laughs> okay. You still don't talk about it five years later. I like that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I like that. Um, but uh, there, but there are some reasons that you would sign a contract. But this person was asking, you know, should I offer a written contract for work that I do when somebody calls me? And again, never I've never gone that route. Mm-hmm. If it's with a big enough company and a company that has you know lawyers in an upstairs office, and there are plenty of those you might do work for, mm-hmm. then obviously do what they ask you to do. I actually became a part time employee of the PBS TV station in New York City, WNET. To That's the how voice they over. wanted. Me me to yeah. you know, how to you know pay me for the, the voiceover I mm-hmm. did for them, and um, and so you know that that will occasionally happen. The non-disclosure thing that you and I just talked about, and uh, we didn't name any names. No, no, you know, I just that. I disclosed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you will ask occasionally to be uh, to sign that. And we did have a student not long ago, Chris, that got in touch with us, and he uh, she asked about uh, oh it was a non compete. Mm. She was going to do work for right, a for Boston a bank, bank or something like that exactly. Yep. Yeah. And they wanted her to sign a contract that she wouldn't do any other bank voiceover work in, I think, the, in the next year. Or I so. think that makes sense. That, you know, yeah. it's, it's you're protecting yourself in that instance as much as you're protecting your employer because you know uh, in that instance like what if the rival bank hires you it's really confusing for the listener and one you know one or both of them are going to wind up being unhappy with you in the end i think yeah. um so it's you know be sure that you know the non-compete doesn't have anything ridiculous in it like it sure. doesn't say something like you know working with us you can't do any voiceover in this area <laughs> for the next six months that yeah, would be right. absurd i would de- i would definitely steer clear of sure. a non- uh, non-compete like that but you know if it's like please don't <laughs> work with our competitors i think that makes sense yeah yeah and and again as far as offering to you know, send them a contract to sign. Don't don't go that far. You don't have to. Most of the work we do is handshake sort of work. It really is. You just uh, you agree. Always good to get something in writing. So you know, do the negotiation via email. So you've got some backup. Yeah. And, you know, well, you told me it was going to be this, and I have now something it's for your this. records. Basically. You know, exactly. Yeah. But other than that, um, and and that's the way most of my work is these days. I hardly talk on the phone with these folks. It's usually emails back and forth. They're probably afraid that you'd charge them. <laughs> now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not that bad these with my golden, hourly rate. These golden pipes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so th- there you go. Those those are the things that uh, kind of came up in conversation and in some emails over the last uh, week or so. And, and the other one is just so it doesn't seem like we're keeping it in joke from you. We found out that we've been saying Lake Orion for a long time. Yes. When we talk about where we're going. and it's... We have a student who has a grandmother or a, a relative anyway somewhere up in Lake Orion. Mm-hmm. And that's in Michigan. And we have a class there every once 
once in a while, a couple times a year. Yep. And we've been saying Lake Orion, and he listened. This this student who should get an award has listened to all three hundred and what are we up to now? Twenty three, twenty two, whatever uh, podcasts. Yeah, and um, I think he should be hospitalized. I don't know how he can take it. <laughs> he travels it's, a lot on the road. I'm just and cracking, and you yeah. know, and so we uploaded the podcast yep. and just um, you know, as a salesman, he's out a lot, yeah. and he just thought it'd be fun to listen to all of them. I, and, I can uh, say you know it keeps you company when you're out there if you're I driving suppose. for long stretches but you can find way better people to travel with than us we don't so. put you to sleep like some music does on, <laughs> yeah. the, on the radio that yeah. was the thing yeah when i was traveling i always it was like i had to listen to a podcast or i would just yeah i'd be out i that's would be absolutely because it's like oh i know this album this song is going to come next there's mm-hmm. nothing you know so and that's one of the reasons why um audiobooks are so much fun mm-hmm. uh, because you can take them in the car with you and uh, it's a great way to stay awake on, on long trips and yeah. such you, you get involved you and know to stay in entertained plot. too there's yeah. some really good you know the audio drama is coming back which is pretty cool i've been listening to one called we're alive it's a it's a zombie apocalypse kind of, of thing. Of course it is. Isn't everything? Yeah. Yeah. But that one's good. There's cool. also a really, really ridiculous one I've been listening to. It does contain some adult language. Both of these do. But it's called Mike Detective. And like every single thing in it is a pun. And it's, it's like based on like an old like 60s kind of cop yeah. show vibe. Yeah. Um, it I'm sounds, to, sounds like my sense of humor. I, I think I you'd like it. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it is a little vulgar here and there. Uh, they're short. They're like, you know, three minutes long. Um, but they're, they're very funny. Very stupid, very Neat. funny. Yeah. So let, look at all the stuff that you learned this week, folks. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? I mean, even when we didn't have anything to talk about, we still we pulled it off. Found something to talk about when we went when we went to start this. I said to Chris, you know, testing the water with both feet is not a good idea. <laughs> and he said, ah, it's better than jumping in head first. Yes. And and you're right. We didn't do that. Yeah. We were semi prepared. I, I guess. At least we didn't do a belly flop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be for them to decide. Right. That's true. <laughs> now if voice acting is something you've always wanted to try, but you weren't really sure how to take the first step, let us help you. Voice Coaches offers an introduction to voice acting class called Getting Paid to Talk, which we present through adult education programs at universities, colleges, schools, and recreation programs across the U.S. and Canada. Our fall semester of classes starts mid-September, so we could be headed your way soon. That's right. The week of September 21st, we've got classes scheduled in Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, and New York State. And then we're off to North Carolina, Maine, and Pennsylvania the week of September 28th. Exact dates and locations are available to you simply by calling 866-887-2834. Or email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. Feel free to suggest topic ideas or ask us questions at that email address as well. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook and rate us if you listen through iTunes. And like I said, please reach out or else we're going to do other episodes like this. <laughs> right. You'll be sorry. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hope you'll come back next next week. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. I've become a big fan of anti-jokes. Have you heard of these? I don't think so. What's green and has wheels? I don't know. Grass. I lied about the wheels. (laughs) Well, that is, that's clever. I like that. Hello, and once again. (laughs) No. No, you don't want me to do it that way? That's terrible. Please feel free to... Ah, there's our blooper. Do that, too. That's about the only blooper. Yeah. Or email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. <laughs> it's the same address for the whole year and a half you've been doing this. Yep. Or email us at podcast at voicecoaches. <laughs> yeah. What a dope...
or email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. Please feel free to suggest topic ideas. Ideas. <laughs> wow. Whoa, boy. It, it's Friday morning. It's a, Can you totally tell? Totally Friday. Yeah. Yep. Feel free to <laughs> Really? What happened? I don't know. It's just the wheels came off. They really did. <laughs> Or email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. Feel free to suggest topic ideas or ask us questions. Now, now he can't get through it. Yeah. What is wrong with me? I don't know. You're having a terrible time there. Feel free to suggest topic ideas or ask us questions at that email address as well. <laughs> the I, hardest I was starting to think it's the way I wrote it. It's but the then, hardest yeah. line I've ever had to read in my yeah, life. That's weird. For some reason. Yeah. yeah.